Remember, do not underestimate the power of the PlayStation. DLC 3 encapsulates what makes Spider-Man so great in his humor and his dialogue. So good. So good. After that, I'm not even done. I played the Resident Evil one-shot demo. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stream this game. So starting, it comes out January 25th. Go to twitch.tv right now slash badbitgames. I think there's an underscore in one of those. Go there. I'll put a link down below. We're going to start streaming at noon on the 25th. We're going to play some Resident Evil. There might be even a giveaway or two Ooh. of said Resident Evil. So you might want to stop by for that. This demo is the best demo I have ever played. Stop, period. Really? Discussion. It is freaking great, Kyle. Is it just because of the unique nature of the demo or just everything you... Yes. Well, you didn't play the first one. I have never original, played right? a Resident Evil Okay. Uh, third person i played resident evil 7 loved yeah. 7 one mm -hmm. of my top five games of that year this game i understand the appeal to it you know you're going in for something when they kill the voice actor of spongebob that's the first guy that dies <laughs> right so yeah. <laughs> right off the bat this game is everything i love about dead space and you can now i understand okay. why dead space is such a such a love letter to the resident evil style games mm -hmm. and it is that dread. It's that constant dread. It is that being smart with every single thing you're using. I'm digging it. And the 30 minutes makes you want to press on. It makes you want to continue. It makes you so that, like, you know you're timed. You know you're rushed. So you can't take your time with it. You have to consistently go. So I got to the tie. I first met a, a liquor, I think they're called, or lurker, liquor? Liquors, yeah. Liquors, yeah. I saw it past the window, and I immediately knew I needed to stream this game. Because, like, the dialogue I was throwing at this game was amazing. <laughs> so, I'm in love with this game. That's I'm awesome. I'm already saying, it's it's great. game looks beautiful on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Beautiful on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Runs super well. I'm in, dude. I'm totally, nice. totally in. And then, I was not stopping there, Kyle. Damn, Joe. Okay? Boho Tup, he comes to me. He's like, he's playing some Bloodborne. I'm trying to help him, but I'm a little bit rusty on Bloodborne. I'm like, mm. I need to, I need to get, I need to get back into it. He spent, I think he spent like four hours. He was at level 28. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Bobo. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna let you in on something. I played this yesterday. I'm already at like the third boss. Uh, I, I beat the, I <laughs> legitimately, you could time me on this. I beat the first level in 30 minutes. Damn. With the boss, I was just got like, all that muscle me memory coming back to you, dude. It was, and like I beat just to test it out. I beat the first like Wolverine guy, uh, the first enemy that's supposed to kill you. I spent like two minutes killing that with my bare fist, and then oh. I got bored to let the, the other guy kill me. Um, and then yeah, and then I just started playing. I was just like, man, this definitely is the game of the generation. I love this game so much. I got to level <laughs> twenty in thirty minutes, and I was like, let's keep going. So yeah. Played a little bit of Bloodborne. But wait, am I going to stop there? No. Never never have in my life. Never will. I played some Realm Royale on the Xbox One. Get, okay. Get your vomit buckets out. Yes, I touched an Xbox controller. It was as gross 
I feel disgusting saying it. No, I'm only kidding. Had a blast with Luke Lore from the Xbox Drive. We got some Crown Royales. That's what they're called. This Ooh. is uh, this is uh, High Res Studios' take on uh, on the battle royale genre. And it looks cool. Like you have to have materials to upgrade weapons and stuff and get special abilities. Yeah, right? you search and you break down weapons and items as you go to then go mm-hmm. to a forge. To unlock more weapons and items, as you can you summon go. a horse too, right? You can Whenever summon you horses. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's no Fortnite. I definitely like the end game of Fortnite better than Realm Royale. Realm Royale's end game isn't that isn't isn't has some work to be done. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, but I would love to get some review codes. I'm gonna ask them about that to get on PlayStation because there's actually achievements. Uh, Xbox achievements, Chris. The trophies in this game that I want to get, and they seem like it's very, it's very achievable to get. So there you go. Those are the games I've played. Wow, nice. I know so many games. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And thinking about it, I was playing Spider Man, and then there's this awesome Spider Man trailer comes out. Oh my god, Mysterio looks so good. Uh, Real quick. Yeah. Aren't you so happy? We have three versions of Spider Man, and all three of them are. Killing it, stellar. Tom Holland, Shamik Moore, and Yuri Lowenthal. Like, come on, right? And shout out to Jake Johnson too, dude. For every single yeah, it's the best time. I was talking to someone in GameStop, and I was saying it it is such a horrible time to be a Star Wars fan in terms of (laughs) Uh the fandom. It is such an amazing time to be a Spider-Man fan. And so now I've actually started to go out and start looking at comics I need to read. I got Todd Oxford's list back in August. And and uh, Charlie gave me this huge list of Spider-Man just reading material. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start doing that while I'm in between classes because I am I'm in, I'm in love I like yeah. with this content. Spider-Verse, I'm going to watch it. Uh, um, Martin Luther King Day with my mom. Hopefully oh, we nice. don't get snow- snowed in for the fourth yeah. time in 3D. So I'm pumped. And with that, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. This hurts. With that, let's get into our first bit of news of the day. What I'd like to consider our first goober, and that is EA cancels open world Star Wars game. This comes from Kotaku. Electronic Arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game, according to three people familiar with the going-ons in the company. The game announced alongside the shutdown of Visual Games back in 2017. God, it's been so, so long. It was just like yesterday. Had been in development in EA's large office in Vancouver. EA Vancouver, a large studio that mostly handles support of a variety of publishing publishers' games, including FIFA, Battlefront, had been working on its open world Star Wars game since October 2017, when EA closed Visceral Games. Until then, Visceral, best known for its popular Dead Space, the what did we just talk about? How much I love it. Horror series was developed was developing its own Star Wars game. That project, codenamed Ragtag, a linear action game directed by Uncharted director Amy Hennig, EA Vancouver had been assisting on the project, and when EA closed Visceral Games back in October 17th, please stop reminding me, 2017, Vancouver took over. To EA's credit, those uh, those people said that the publisher did not lay off anyone as part of its transition this news comes at a time of cutting costs across the industry at major publishers including ea and activision as we've reported at some at the studio hope that orca that was the project name might be restarted after this new project 
was finished. So, reportedly, this game got announced when they were closing down Visceral Games. This game was uh, codenamed Orca. Orca was supposed to be this ragtag bunch of bounty hunters traveling to planet to planet across the Star Wars galaxy. Supposed mm-hmm. to be this huge open world game. <clears throat> and EA decided to stop that production of said game to focus on a game that would be coming closer to the 2020 time frame, which is when what rumored to be the new Xbox and new PlayStation 4 is to, or sorry, PlayStation 5, is to have come out or to mm-hmm. come out. With all that said, and me butchering all these these words, Kyle, what are fine. your thoughts? Man, it, this hurts. Because <laughs> I, I feel like an open world Star Wars game is something that I would dig and I would play every ounce and every second of that game till right. completion. Uh, and the fact that it was going to be like a bounty hunter type thing, like, yes, that's, that's what I want from a Star Wars game. And just again just being reminded that they closed down visceral and that game with amy hennig at the helm just makes me uh, it really kills my vibe because like that game was it was going to be something special i feel like and sure they announced this one when they closed down visceral and that was kind of like a hey we're still making star wars games but the the thing that perturbs me canceled another one yeah it's just like they also said uh, along the lines I remember back in 2017 um, that that single player games were dying, right? They're a dime mm-hmm. in a dozen. We needed to change focus to make this world a more open, that people could play for the long term type of spiel. And then, like, walking out of 2018, you had God of War, Spider Man, Assassin's Creed, right? Yep. Red, Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. all come out. All single player games, all make tons of money. Yeah. What the hell? Right? Like that excuse, yeah. it just seems like at this point it's just pure greed. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you're you're a large company, right? Like that is what you're supposed to think about is profit. But you've you've just terminated not just one project, which costed you millions of dollars, but now mm-hmm. you costed another project. On top of that, where you're in, you you signed a 10-year deal with Disney. Yeah. What have you gotten out of it? Speaking of which, I got to find that picture. Because there was a picture I saw on Twitter of uh, the t- same time frame back when Star Wars games weren't just exclusive to EA. Yeah. And then what EA has put out in the same time frame. And it's it, it's a staggering a staggering difference in in the number of titles and the amount of them. It's it's just mind boggling, and that's the thing is, I am I am ups- I'm relieved first because no one's losing their job. Yes, right? that's like- that's the that's the highlight of this new story. Yeah, is, even though it's a sucks that a game got canceled, but people are not losing their job and they're able to continue to create, which is great. So then keep creating, but like EA as a fan. To you, I'm not even... It's like I'm a parent. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. At this point, you, we have gotten... As a Star Wars fan, we've gotten two Battlefront games. Both of them... Two. Two. We Both of them... I'm going to be real with you. Not, not particularly that well. Right? They're not that great. They both had huge flaws. Both 
cautioned EA a lot when it comes to the public perception. I think Battlefront is is has ruined EA's already damaged reputation amongst gamers. As where I was talking to someone at GameStop earlier because I bought a Diva Nerf gun that I shouldn't have, and <laughs> and I was talking to someone they're just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Anthem, but I don't want to play it because of EA." And I'm like, if 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 EA's name wasn't attached to it, would you be excited? And he'd be like, Anthem's a day one purchase. That's how bad they're in. And that's not just like, that's just not one guy games up. That's echoed across the internet. That's echoed with friends of mine, with me, with you, right? It's yeah, it's sad. It's it really sad. is. And so with that, like... And it's, it's sad because like, Star Wars is such a, a universe that is filled with uh oh what's the word i'm looking for it, it's ripe for for these video game stories yeah like it's a it's a story it's a space opera about space about aliens about bounty hunters and the and cool thing. swords made out of energy like yeah. it's video games why they're can't not energy they're kyber crystals but yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> it just like it it's it's ripe for video games and yeah. the fact that we only got two and they were mediocre at best in the past like we six, got some mobile years. games my brother loves that one mobile game fair fair but like come on do better the most famous of all the Seamuses that i know writes in via discord and asks with ea canceling their open world star wars game do you think ea should just stop making star wars games and who do you think should make the new star wars game i pick insomniac here's the thing famous Seamus. I'm going to take that question. I love it so much. Now, if I was shoe, who are we giving these licenses to? You like that pregnant pause? I do. That was a good one. Because we all know that, you know, Shuhei Yoshida runs the whole ballpark, right? He's at Sony. He's at Disney, probably. Right? One day, Disney gets fed up with EA. I'm painting the scenario for you, okay? Right? Shuhei Gets gets his phone, puts it to his ears, and he hears, "Hello, is this this Shuhei Yoshida? Oh, this is Mickey <clears throat> from Disney, and I just have to tell you, I just went to the EA offices and broke everyone's legs. Oh, violence is fun, kids." And then <laughs> Mickey then asks, "Shuhei, I need you to make a Disney property with one of your studios. That property being Star Wars." What developer do you choose? And choose wisely. And then, cocks a gun. Because it may cost you your life. <laughs> oh, whatever his laugh is. Kyle, Shuei Yoshida has a literal gun to his head. You oh, no. need to make Mickey proud because Mickey has a bloodlust. <laughs> I do. Oh, I'll kill again. So, who, who are we giving this license to? If you're Shuei Yoshida, you could throw it to anyone that you desire. Who are we giving the Star Wars license to? Insomniac's a good one, but they're not yeah. they're not a Sony uh uh owned studio. Yeah. So it, it, it's so easy for me to say, you can't say Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. Can't I was gonna say, say it. it's so easy to say Naughty Dog because that's why I was like very excited for Visceral's game. Right. It's because Amy Henning was directing it and Oh man. Um It's tough. It's very tough. It's tough. This is the age-old uh, question. I have one. 
You go first. Well, Sucker I, well, punch. I think of Sucker punch? Why? Because here's the deal. We know we're getting Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn. I think that game has the most promise. Respawn is a great developer. They know what they're doing. Titanfall, amazing series. Call of Duty for a very long time, great series. Still a great game, but really, Respawn put it on the map when they were Infinity War, right? Mm -hmm. They know games, but when I think of Sucker Punch, nothing gets me excited for it. This is a studio that knows how to create a fun character with fun abilities, right? Like, Infamous Second Son, fantastic game for its abilities and for its flashy effects, what if we had a Knights, uh, Jedi Knight Academy made by Sucker Punch? You're leading a ragtag bunch of Jedis during Order uh, 66. Mm-hmm. How dope is that? Yeah, hmm? that's a good one. Hmm? That's a good one. What about you, uh, Again, I, I, another easy one I could say is Gorilla, but... Uh, after what they did with Horizon, maybe like a, a, a bounty hunter game there. But I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little uh, off the the grid here. Okay. In a in a kind of weird way, I'm gonna go Polyphony. Give Polyphony a pod racing game. Whoa. Okay. And it, it's gonna be beautiful because Polyphony, the Gran Turismo is a gorgeous game, mm-hmm. and it just make it with pod racers. Damn. Damn, that's yeah, dude. And they're really great at their engine. Whatever they're using to make those uh, absolutely games are beautiful. And yeah. no Star Wars fan, the hardcore of the hardcore. You, you go to any saber community. I'm just gonna pull something out of my hat. Um, you, they'll actually even match the internals of what yeah. a lightsaber would have. Just mm-hmm. make it so that you're you're in a pod racer, and they're like you can actually take the engine apart. You can see everything and how it works and how it would work in the star wars universe that's a dope idea kyle that's super super dope i i yeah that'd be great um really quick before we move on i was trying to find that photo of the the game yeah differences so um in a four-year period under lucasarts and any other company from 2002 to 2006 produced a pod racing game uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which I have on my PS4 because of PS2 good. Classics. Not good. Uh, Clone Wars game, Star Wars Galaxies, Lego Star Wars 1 and 2, uh, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, Star Wars Empire at War, Knights of the Old Republic, Knights 2, Republic Commando, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2 originally, um, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and then I can't read it from here. That was a great game, by the way. Yeah. That, that game is freaking amazing. And I forget who makes it. Is it actually Visceral that made that? I don't. I can't. No, I think they it, made the Lord I can't of the Rings zoom in. I'll, I'm going to look that up right now. You keep reading. Uh, Jedi Knight uh, something Academy was another game. And then uh, there was an Xbox Jedi Academy? Game. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another Xbox game. I can't read the titles. So that's all in that four-year period under LucasArts, LucasArts and any other company. And then under EA from 2013 to 2017, it's just Battlefront and Battlefront 2. That's it. So we had a, a, a variety of styles of Star Wars games within those four years. Actually, it was an Ubisoft game. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so th- it, it's these fa- past four years under EA has not been not been kind, not been great. Not been with kind. that. Todd Oxer writes in from Secret Friends Unite. <clears throat> Secret Friends Unite tweets at us 
at PS Trophy Room like you can too and ask, is Criterion making a new Super Bomb Bad Racing? But seriously, who should get the license? So listen, we just witnessed Mickey break the kneecaps of all these EA executives, right? Uh, because Mickey has a bloodlust, can't be tamed. <laughs> what happens, right? Should should Disney break their contract? And let's just take it away from Sony for a second here, right? Who should get the license? What should what should Lucas Arts' next move be? Or Lucasfilm, rather. I mean, again, it's going to be a cop out. I think they need to take what Marvel's doing. And they need to find a, a, a style of game that they want to be made mm-hmm. and match it with the studio that's going to make that type of game. Mm-hmm. I think seeing how Insomnia killed a Spider-Man game and and how Marvel in a good is way. picking... In a good way. Ab- yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I forget who they gave Ultimate Alliance 3 to. Uh, uh, they gave it to Ninja... Oh, Ninja. Team Ninja. Team Ninja, there you go. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're picking talented studios to do certain types of games. Right. And I think any, and this doesn't, this isn't just Star Wars, it's just any franchise. Um, I think that's a smart way to do it, is pick, don't get locked into an exclusive deal underneath one company and just kind of hand out licenses to developers that you think are going to make a good quality product with yeah. it. I that's what think- I want. I think you're dead on the money because I don't think LucasArts, from what I've read, like I've seen a documentary or two about LucasArts and how towards the end of its life cycle, it was just a lot of mismanagement. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that is also inherent in Lucasfilm in general. Um, Again, just outsider looking in. So taking, taking a step back, if I'm Mickey, right? If I was Mickey, oh, I just broke Zaus's neck. <laughs> now I'm in control of EA. Uh, I just wrote this, his signature with his own blood. I've now signed my way out of the EA deal f- f- through pure violence. Um, unadulterated carnage. <laughs> if I'm Mickey, I need to restructure LucasArts. I think that becomes apparent. And I think what we make LucasArts do is we take their top talent we go, listen, guys, we need to pull together and make this work. You need to go to Ubisoft. We need to go to Activision. We need to go to, well, maybe not them. We need to go to various developers, big and small. They need to do exactly what Marvel is doing with the games right now. Because right now we see them buying up little studios or partnering up with little startups to make their mobile games. They're not relying on EA to do that. They're partnering up with Sony and Insomniac to make what is, to me, the best superhero video game. I love Spider-Man. I'm biased. Mm -hmm. But even taking my bias out of there, a really great game. Which, if we didn't have God of War Red Dead, that'd be the game of the year. Yeah. Um, You have, then, Team Ninja, and you're partnering up with Nintendo. Okay? That's awesome. You have your hand in all these little pots and you're taking out what you want. And you're like, hey, you know what? Marvel, or I'm sorry, uh, Insomniac, make me a spider game. Hey, Nintendo, team up with this this Team Ninja gang. Make us an Avengers game. And Mm -hmm. you're starting to just diversify what 
you do. And not every game's going to work, right? Marvel Heroes didn't. You have your yeah. fi- you have your hits and you have your misses, but you're not relying on one sole proprietor to fix and rewrite this whole ship. And I think relying on EA, just like if you relied solely on Ubisoft or solely on Activision, whatever big studio, it's just not the right decision to do. I think it it's easier because the communication is is much more direct and it's not all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I think when it terms of what what are the games you want to make, I think is what Marvel thinks and what Lucasfilm is. What is the easiest way for us to make money? Communicate what our vision for this product is and have it executed into such a way where we can be as hands-off as we need to be with it. I just don't feel like they they need a more hands-on approach or else things like this are going to continue to happen. Yeah. It's just that it's just that simple. Antonio writes in with our last Star Wars related question. He goes, supposedly one of the issues with Star Wars being canceled is the scope of being too ambitious. Some have said open world games should be avoided. What genre game would you like to see in the Star Wars universe? Kyle. I, I, yeah, I kind of mentioned it before. Yeah. I, I, the game that just got canceled is my kind of what I want. I want an open world, open galaxy if yeah. you will, kind of Star Wars game where I'm playing a character and I'm just doing shit in this cool Star Wars world. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Yeah, for me, it, it's the same. This game sounded awesome. I love being yeah. a scoundrel. Han Solo, fun fact, is my favorite character in Star Wars. I just identify with him. I love his attitude towards mm-hmm. everything. Yoda is then the very close second. I love Yoda. Reminds me of my grandpa. Love my grandpa. Love Yoda. Two things they have in common, they both became the Force. So, <laughs> so I turned out a little brighter. This would be my dream game. Right? Like, just picture making your own making your own freight ship, right? Making your own Millennium Falcon-esque looking thing. Mm-hmm. Making your own squad, your own team. Making your own your own DL-44. Right? It's yours. Oh, you pet it. You do whatever you want to. It's yours. You do what you want. And then you're traveling the galaxy doing a little good, doing a little bad, whatever you want, that sounds perfect to me. But if I were to have other ideas, definitely be one where maybe it is during, maybe it is during uh, uh, Order 66 and I am a Jedi, but I'm crafting an RPG similar to that of like Star Wars Old Republic. But the one cool thing that I would like to see is that Mm -hmm. you could create your own lightsaber. Actually, here's what I want. Mobile game. Okay, it's going to be mobile. You just create your own lightsaber. You know, you know. Yeah. It's going to be lightsaber tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> you just I'm make a, your yeah. own damn lightsaber. That's it. With, with the uh, with the option to 3D print it and oh, have it shipped to you. Do it up, dude. Done. I'll spend a grand. <laughs> you know? Really quick, before yeah. we move on from Star Wars. We are getting a Star Wars game this year. Supposedly. But yes, by respawn, it is yeah. the Fallen Order. Uh, but what do we talk, think about that one? But real talk though, before yeah. I say anything more, sure, I'm gonna go big and go home with this one. You know, it's one of the best shooters of all time, underrated. Some would say, and those some what's that would be me, Republic Commando sequel. It ends on a cliffhanger. This game, this shooter is so good. It's so amazing. And the Commandos themselves have awesome personalities. I would love a Republic Commando 2. Wait for it. 
who's publishing it? Ubisoft. Wait, who's developing it? The team of Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, we are indeed going that way. We're having a Rainbow Six Siege practically just put clone troopers in it game. You're having a Rainbow Six Clone Wars. That's pretty cool. That's dope. That's, That's pretty dope. dope. You can have it multiplayer. You can have a single player. I want to command troops, man. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds great. Now, okay, so what are your hopes for for this Star Wars game? I, just that it's it's good. <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> is that all where I bar is now, Kyle? I mean, yeah. I mean, <sighs> it is the fact that we've only gotten two in the last four years, and they've been troublesome eh. at least. Yeah. So, and I like respawn. I've I, that's something I I forgot to mention. I I bought Titanfall two flash sale during the Christmas holiday. Dabbled in a little bit of that, and that game's fun as hell. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if they could do that with Star Wars, I'm all in. Kyle, there's a whole bunch of Activision stories happening right now. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of them, they're being investigated for fraud. I don't know fraud. Never committed a crime in my life. Don't know. I can't really touch base on that. But what I do know. technically, you do commit crimes every week when you go to Andrew House's house and steals his mail. It's only, Kyle, it's only a crime of you get caught. I'm just saying. It's yeah, only I'm just crime. Saying, they got caught. I don't know. I don't have any business of being caught, so I don't know. If if you aren't watching the video, I want you to watch Joe's face and how concerned he was where I was going with that. He was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> like I did lose a USB at a medieval times <laughs> to dinner and a tournament. Kyle, yeah, could you tell me a little bit more in our next goober? What's happening with Bungie and Activision right now? Sure. This goober is coming from Kotaku. It's Bungie splits with Activision and keeps Destiny. This development comes after years of tension between the two companies. Tension that has existed since before the first Destiny even shipped. Bungie, the studio that created and has led development on the franchise, told employees during a team meeting this afternoon, framing it as fantastic news for a studio that has long grown sick of dealing with its publisher. Employees cheered and popped champagne, according to one person who was there. We have enjoyed a a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny, Bungie said in a blog post today. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own, while Activision will increase their focus on owned IP projects. Destiny, which first launched in September of 2014, has had a long and rocky road through expansions, updates, and a sequel. The most recent major entry in the franchise, Destiny 2 Forsaken, was beloved by players but failed to meet Activision sales standards. I'm so sorry about that, Kyle. First off, sorry to everybody at home. For some reason, my PC wanted to notify me twice of something I don't know. But apparently it wanted to beep twice. That's fine. God damn it. Moving my mouth. I didn't hear any beeps. Well, no, they're they're definitely going to hear it because I'm running this through OBS. Kyle? Yeah. This news pretty wild man yeah destiny okay so let's take a step back let me let me just pretend that this noise from my pc didn't cause me to go into a blind (laughs) rage and i was i heard that whole story okay yeah so what you're telling me kyle is that Mm -hmm. bungie and activision have split up they have broken the contract and now bungie owns destiny yeah, but no longer is a part of Activision. Activision has no no part of Destiny. They have let Destiny 
They they let Bungie have Destiny. Is that what you're telling me, Kyle? That's what I'm telling you. That's what Kotaku's telling you. Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? Bungie I, leaving with Destiny. Is this good news? Is this bad news? What's going on here? Because Activision, there's a lot of shakeups right now. We got CEOs and, and, and not CEOs. You got chair people leaving left and right. We have CFOs getting $50 million right off the bat. And then at the same exact time, Activision's paying people to leave at Blizzard. Yeah, at the same exact time of Activision being investigated for fraud at this very point in time. What's going on? What are your thoughts? I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I my only thoughts, and it's, it, it's very, it's a small thought, mm-hmm. is... I'm very happy that Bungie got to keep Destiny. Yeah. Because that is is 100%, at least from my understanding, it, that's their vision. Okay. That's their baby. Uh, you look worried. What happened? Well, okay. Here's the deal. Right? I'm not editing this part out either because now I'm just pissed. <laughs> Some guy just decided I'm just going to beep a million times <laughs> as I'm driving the past. Because I think... I think at this, we're, at this point, the universe knows they're trying to make a podcast. They're trying to... At, <laughs> Any length to make that impossible for him. <laughs> or, or he could just be really happy that Bungie gets to keep Destiny. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I kind of have shade or, or fe- the same feelings of when IO got to keep Hitman. Yeah. Uh, which was, which is, it's great. Because I feel like if you are creating something and it's your baby... I, I kind of feel bad if a, if a company kind of keeps on to the name. Much like I'm a wrestling fan. Seeing wrestling fans move away from WWE and not being able to use their own name because WWE owns the rights to their name who, is who, crazy who, to me. Like, for in particular? Cody Rhodes. Okay. Cody Rhodes is no longer with the company. He, he comes from a a uh, well-known wrestling family like Dusty Rhodes and Goldust, mm-hmm. um, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, he can't use his last name. He cannot be known as a as a Rhodes outside of the company, so he only goes by Cody now, which is insane, insane. to me. But that that that's his name. So mm-hmm. like seeing other companies get to keep their little baby and it's theirs is great. Mm-hmm. Is this a good situation for both sides? Maybe, but well, I feel like you, both. Why do you think that? Like, why do you think Activision poured money, hundreds of millions of dollars, into this project, right? What what makes you think that like why just give up the IP? Why let it go? If you're Activision. I don't have a good answer for the for that question, Joe. I, I wanna hear what you think, because you're way smarter on this than I am, so I have no idea. So well thank you for the compliment, because I'm not a problem. real big dumb idiot, really. <laughs> um my guess is this. So I think Activision made their return on investment for both destinies. I think the problem is right now with Des- uh, with with Activision is I, I, I understand they're being investigated for fraud. Again, I don't know any legal stuff. I've never been caught, right? Uh, catch me if you can, Andrew House. That's actually the sequel of Catch Me If You Can. Leonardo's going to play me. <laughs> oh, Yeah, nice. he's prepared for the role right now. He's been eating cheese danishes <laughs> nonstop every day, every meal, a cheese danish. He's going out of his mind. Uh <laughs> Real method with it. Yeah, dude, he's getting into character. Like, he's treating his mom the way I treat my mom. It's like I'm looking in a mirror right now. But, no, it's... it's, If I'm Activision, I'm probably thinking Destiny is not making the hit it needs to, 
to impress investors because we're even looking at Call of Duty right now, right? It did extremely well numbers-wise. It sold a ton of copies, made hundreds of millions of dollars, and still Activision uh, investors not pleased with the growth. It's not enough. I think what we're looking at right now is that me, and this is where I take the leap of faith, okay? You just got to believe, okay? Um, we're hitting another crash. We're hitting another point in gaming where the growth has been stagnant in in investors' outlook. Like, we see Activision, their stocks are not doing great. They've been taking beatings. They've been taking beatings this entire holiday season. We see EA, right? They have lost 40% of their market share, or sorry, of their market value over the year. That's horrible. What's going on? Even Ubisoft, I was shown this. Um, one of one of my business colleagues, their growth is practically stagnant in terms of stock market. So when I take a look at, there's not a lot of growth or companies are now losing money in the stock market. I'm thinking they're, they don't know what to do to impress investors anymore. And mm. investors don't know the product enough to give a shit. They just want to see that number go up and up. Even Nintendo stocks, guess what? They're in the green, but it's by 0 0.01. Okay, that's of today. That is Nintendo. With the mm -hmm. Switch about to hit 20 million sales, that is not enough. And so what I think we're doing, I think we're heading into a small crash. And what I mean by that is I think there are going to be big shakeups out of EA and Activision that will spawn growth in smaller developer studios in smaller publishing arms that will also start growing as well. I actually think you're going to see Bethesda and Ubisoft and maybe even, maybe even um, THQ, right? Start growing and picking up some of the slack that Activision and EA and 2K are starting to leave behind. That's what I kind of think. Mm -hmm. Now, I could be completely wrong. I'm not Mad Mike on CNBC. Right? I don't have a baseball bat whacking things. I'm not Mickey yeah. breaking kneecaps. So <laughs> I don't know. And that and that's the scary thing is Activision right now is at a point where it cannot impress investors even when they crack hundreds of millions of dollars. It's not enough. Mm -hmm. But that's capitalism, right? That's the thing we fight so hard for. So like I don't know. Maybe we should start feeling the burn. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not I'm not smart enough to, to know that. But if I'm Bungie, and and I think this is where I go off from here, is this is great news. I think you're gonna see smaller studios again, like CD Projekt Red, make yeah. names for themselves. I don't think this publisher, big publishers, are that much needed anymore. And so I think you're seeing that bubble burst, and you're seeing the independent developer kind of start to rise. So when I hear that like Bungie now owns Destiny. Now they get to make the game that they really actually wanted to make. Mm -hmm. From the start, no compromises. Yeah. This is their vision. This is now everything is on them. It's make or break. There's no more bullshit to fall back on going, eh, it was act actually Activision's fault. This is why we're going to blame them. You know? Mm -hmm. So the next Destiny, with that, um, have you? did you play the original Destiny, Destiny 1, Destiny 2, Kyle? I played Destiny 1. Okay. I didn't play with anybody. I didn't do any strikes or raids or anything. Destiny 2, I got a little bit more into mm -hmm. because it had a, a story there. And I played through that story and I enjoyed it. Um, but I've yet to ever do a raid 
mm. in any of the destinies. So do you think there's a Destiny 3 on the horizon that's going to fix everything? Or do you think they're going to take this model like a Warframe, like a Fortnite, where you go, this is the game we're just building off of it? Hmm. Good question. I can see them doing that. Yeah. I can see them just being like, hey, here's our worlds for Destiny. We'll just keep continue to build from here. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, selfishly, personally, I would like to see a new Destiny. I would like to see another attempt at a story. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Bungie has made a good shooter story in the past yeah. with Halo. And I, I, I believe in them because Destiny 2's story had made me hopeful for what the future would be. Mm-hmm. Um I, I kind of, I, and I want them, like you said, I want them to make the game that they want to make without any other hands in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I think so too. I I think, selfishly as well, uh, I think they're making Destiny 3. And mm-hmm. I think this Destiny is then that catapult of, this is a brand new us. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're giving you guys. This is a story we want to make. No sacrifice, no compromise. And that's it. And that's that's what I think would give Destiny the the jolt in the arm it needs. Yeah. The only question I have is where does Bungie go? Do they keep this game mm. on Blizzard.net or Battle.net, whatever they're calling it now? Like, do they do they take this to the Epic Store, mm. or do they take it to Steam? Right? Like, these are the questions that keep me up at night. My biggest question to bring it back to PlayStation is, what happens to the marketing deal? Yeah, Yeah. that's a good question. It's a Is Bungie... Yeah. Will they just uh, negotiate with Bungie themselves? That's a good question. For that marketing thing? Or, or like, seeing as Bungie splits away from Activision, are they just kind of, like done with being exclusive to one company like having to be held to held responsible to to, with somebody else like they're holding someone's hand yeah i think i think without a question right like anybody who's asking the question are they going to be exclusive to playstation or xbox no No way in hell no we're not even discussing that we're not even playing with that idea it's no way in hell is that ever happening because Mm -hmm. again the community first and foremost the communities are on xbox and playstation or sorry pc are going to feel absolutely absolutely betrayed if they go from here on out destiny is this is the sad the other thing no yeah. way in hell d- that would be like if spider-man 2 is now an xbox exclusive exactly right <laughs> it's like the reverse of it went multi-platform <laughs> yeah, great, exactly. but like yeah like he, like if even if like sony does not have the the wallet big enough to buy bungie n- yeah. nor does microsoft i don't think that and what i mean by that is bungie is finally free they don't have to be tied down anymore. I think they look at companies like CD Projekt Red and be like, we want that. And we can be that. And we have the infrastructure to do that. So let's do it. So I think, yeah, they're a solo company. I do think the 10-year plan, I also think, is tied with with PlayStation. So they would have to mm. have negotiated out of that with PlayStation. I do think marketing deal is still on the table. So I, I don't know if I'm Xbox though, I try to pull out my wallet and throw as much money as I can to, to, to have them back on our stage, but having yeah. Bungie's relationship with Microsoft in the past and have their relationship with Activision in the past. And that being, we're finally free. I don't see that really happening. 
with yeah. that, Kyle, let's get into the Flash Goobers. These Flash are quick Goobers! Little, Flash Goobers! These are quick little stories that I think are awesome and uh, are interesting. So let's get to it. PlayStation Plus members get a free trial weekend for PSVR shooter Fire Zero, Firewall Zero Hour. This comes from Push Square. In an update on the PlayStation blog, Sony has announced that you'll be able to play the game for no extra charge between the 18th and 20th of January, as long as you have an active subscription to PlayStation Plus. For those taking advantage of the trial, will have access to the entire game, including all the modes and maps. Also, any XP or crypto, I guess that's the currency you earn, in the game during the trial will carry over if you decide to purchase the game. Again, this is from January 18th to 20th. Kyle, you were interested in this game when it first came out. Question is, Kyle, are yeah. we playing this game? Uh, absolutely. Okay, we I'm totally down to trying this game. Is this because look at me look, pull out my dumb watch as I try to? <laughs> that's this, this weekend. is Friday. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh oh, it's Friday. Friday, 18th is the Friday. Are yeah. we gonna get down on Friday, Kyle? I would love to. Okay. You know what? <laughs> let's 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 put a pin in this right now. Sure. Are you free Saturday night? Uh, well, we'll be doing something Saturday night, oh, wait. sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sunday. Are you free Sunday? I could be free Sunday. Let's do it. Sunday noon? Uh, sure. Sunday noon. We're streaming <laughs> it. Bam. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, we'll be streaming it. PSVR at Bad Big Games on Twitch. Look it up. Link in the description. There you go. That's how we do things here. Does this use Does this use the the aim controller? Yeah, apparently you could use oh, the aim sweet. controller. Yeah, so we that don't works. need the gun. We could just do the aim controllers. We'll be SEAL Team 6. Early game speechless over a masterful Death Stranding demo. This flash goober comes from Push Square. Guerrilla Games and Kojima Productions have the best bromance in games with the former famously lending veteran, veteran director Hideo Kojima and his team Horizon Zero Dawn's acclaimed Decima engine for use in Death Stranding. It means that the companies have a watertight relationship and spend a lot of time visiting each other's respective studios. Kojima is currently in Amsterdam and he's been showing Guerrilla Games how his PlayStation 4 exclusive is progressing. The response has been enthusiastic, to say the least, with managing director Herman Hulse stating that he's so impressed with that with what the Japanese developer has been up to. Horizon Zero Dawn's game director, Matthias De Jong, added Sounds that like the demo Dawn. left him <laughs> left him speechless, while lead combat designer Dennis Zupfi described it as intriguing, beautiful, touching, mysterious, amazing, artistic, thrilling, engaging, inspiring, and masterful. That's what I would like to say about that freaking read, Kyle. You did oh. uh, you did word uh, like word gymnastics right there. You Listen, me sense. having to read Dr. Seuss to kindergartners kind of it's being it's being put to good use. And I'm going to tag team it. Death Stranding release date potentially teased by Troy Baker himself in a tweet. Frustratingly fresh face actor posed to picture in the snow film. Oh, sorry. Snow. Kyle, what's wrong with me? I don't know. The frustratingly fresh face actor posed a picture of snow from Final Fantasy X. One one one. Thirteen. Thirteen, thank you. Next to the man in the golden mask from Death Stranding. He added the ellipsis and question mark at the end of the sentence, insinuating you're not follow the The insu 
<laughs> He's insinuating, if you're not following, that the PlayStation 4 exclusive Opus might come out this year. <laughs> he goes, okay, so here's how the tweet goes. He's like, 2009 yeah, right versus 2019, question yeah. mark. And it's a picture of his character for Final Fantasy thirteen. I just found yep. out, to his mystery character in Death Stranding. With this news of Guerrilla Games having a demo, this masterful, inspiring, all whatever, having this tweet by Troy Baker, what do you think about this game? Is it coming out sooner than we think? Uh, I th- I think so. Is this 2019, Kyle? You better answer correctly, because <laughs> I know oh, no. it's get pretty frustrating. Uh, uh, do I think it's 2019? Maybe 40% chance, yes. What I do have a better feeling of, we might get to play that demo in 2019. Oh, okay. Much like the Resident Evil 2 one shot. I think he's, he's, I think what Herman Hulse played at Gorilla is the demo that we'll eventually get maybe around E3 time, okay. maybe a little bit later. Uh, and then the PlayStation's not at E3 question mark exclamation point. Mm, that's a good point. So do you just shadow drop this but, demo in E3? But here's the thing. Go ahead. Really quick with this whole yeah. PlayStation not at E3. Yeah, yeah, Does that just mean they're not at that that convention center? Could they do an EA and have it off E3 and technically still be not at E3? That is a thing, like the, right? Could it, they it's have kind a direct of something I've always up. thought. Yeah, they could. Uh, or PlayStation does is copy Nintendo's <laughs> ideas. A direct was totally Nintendo's <laughs> idea. It was not totally I, original. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it could be a direct, or we could be, you know, getting that PS5 like January February event they did for PS4 type of event. Yeah, like for the PS5, and they could be like, hey, here's a demo for Death Stranding, which you could play on PS4 and PS5 eventually type of thing. You know what, Kyle? I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'm yeah, not gonna I'm... say you're right. Could happen. I'm intrigued though. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. <clears throat> I trust Herman and Gorilla. Kyle, so. since I'm doing just real well on these at like these, You are. You're doing a great yeah, job, but like I'm killing it with all this reading today. Yeah. You wanna you wanna take the this load off my shoulders here, Kyle. You wanna read the next flash news? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Our la- uh, is this our last one? This is our this last is flash last goober one. of this week's episode ps4 has a very high software attach rate average player owns around 10 games this comes from push square about a week ago sony posted a press release containing a whole bunch of impressive numbers the ps4 has sold 91.6 million units as of december 31st 2018 while marvel's spider-man has sold a staggering 9 million copies since its september launch However, something that passed us by was the overall situation regarding software on Sony's successful console. As pointed out by Colin Moriarty on Twitter, the attach rate for games on PS4, or the software tie ratio, to be more precise, is very healthy indeed. Going back to Sony's original report, the company estimates that 876 million PS4 games were sold by the end of 2018. If you divide this between the total number of consoles sold, you're looking at an average of about 9.6 games per PS4. In other words, every PS4 owner has nearly 10 games each. That's a pretty amazing result. Now, before we really quick get into this, something I'm really pissed off about myself is last week's episode when we did this story, I did that math and I didn't say it on the episode. 
And I'm sure you're going to say, like, yeah, of course, Kyle. No, I had it up. I had the little computer calculator mm-hmm. up, and I just – something happened. I never said anything. Honest but, to God, yeah. Kyle, honest to God, I'll believe you. What? I, I mean, 10 games per console is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. And, even, and I get and, it. Like, you'd be like, you do the math, and maybe you're a little apprehensive. Like, I don't know if I should. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that's impressive, dude. And that's not including PS Plus games. Yeah. Those are games that people bought. Bought. And does that? And I think I said this last week. Does that mean Fortnite, or does that mean actual purchase of purchases? Yeah. Is that a bloated number? Either way, even if it's a free game like Fortnite, that's still nuts. That is yeah. still a high attach rate. That's that's freaking crazy. So congratulations again, Sony. Congratulations for PlayStation. Look at all this talk of like is Sony listening to people? I don't think they are. Yeah, they definitely are. Because look at those numbers. Do not lie. Those numbers do not lie. That's amazing. Again, congratulations, Sony. Congratulations, everybody. Also, I forgot to mention, because there's been so much news, Kyle. So much yeah. news. You know what I almost forgot? Rocket what? League is now cross-play. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw that yesterday, two days ago. Which when... is so nuts, because if it was not for this Activision news. Uh-oh. What happened? Joe's looking really angrily at his computer. He's biting his pen. If it wasn't for this Activision news, if it wasn't for... <laughs> if it wasn't for the Activision news or, like, the Gearbox Star news, Wars stuff. The Star Wars stuff. This would have been the top story. And that is that Psionics Games has announced that Rocket League right now is cross-play amongst Xbox One players, PC players, Nintendo Switch players, and PS4 players. And their first patch of the year, they'll be adding cross-party support, which they have not done. They're looking to do. They delayed it back in October to early 2019. We're going to get that too. Kyle, the future is bright for cross-play. What do you think is the next game to be cross-play compatible? Oh, man, I don't know. I really don't. Rocket League was such a, uh, an obvious choice for that to happen, and now it's happening. Uh, do they do something crazy and do something like a Call of Duty? Mm. Do they do something like major game? Uh, not saying Rocket League isn't a major game, right. and neither is Fortnite, but like a major AAA title being able to crossplay amongst everybody? It ought to is be. Is that the next step? It really right? ought to be. To me, I was thinking, like, is it Warframe next? Is it maybe you're mm. taking the, the I hate to say smaller games because Fortnite is not small, but like you take more of the independent ish games like that aren't Ubisoft, aren't Activision, you keep on testing the waters. Because mm-hmm. I think if right now, if there's any barometer to how cross play is doing, you're seeing it with Fortnite, you're seeing it with Rocket League. So I don't see why I think 2020 rolls around. We see more, again, I hate to say it, I just don't have the best words like my president. Uh, or the Big Macs. I don't have many of those. I had to give those <laughs> The ham burgers? Yeah, I had to. All the pizza, all of them. Uh, President's racist. Nonetheless, yeah, no, like, I I, don't, I I, think we're seeing more of those smaller branches of, like, studios being added to the list before we see a Call of Duty. Before we see mm-hmm. an Ubisoft game. I, I would love yeah, to see I, Anthem. I, I, I would love to see I, Destiny. Destiny, mm-hmm. come on. That's a good one. I was about to say Rainbow Six Siege could be a good candidate possibly and then the harder thing then comes into like well what about all the exclusive content yeah fortnite has exclusive content 
but I'm like dungeons and stuff might get a little bit like Destiny has exclusive dungeons. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But the future's bright, and that's amazing. It's amazing how big this week was when it came to news. With that, let's get into some of Andrew House's snail mail. Now, as you guys sure. know, uh, every single week, I dumpster dive into Andrew House's <laughs> house. And when I mean dumpster dive, I mean I go into the dumpster. That's my base of operations. I dig a hole, a hole, right? I watch the movie Holes enough to understand yeah. what I need to. I got out onions with me. I'm, dude, I'm sufficient. Um, then, and I drink all that water on top of the hill. I'm good. I am, that, loose, <laughs> that water has made me have some little lucid dreams. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm high on, on, on onion juice and dirty water. I dig cool. my way to Andrew House's house. Yeah. Right? I go and sneak in his kitchen, grab a sandwich, because that dirty water, I need to wash it down. I need to woof it down. Right? Uh, and then I go into his mailbox. But it's a, it's, it's a new hole every time, it's correct? absolutely a new hole. So, imagine that Andrew House's floor is Swiss cheese. At this Just point, yeah. Holes all He's over had to move several times because the structure <laughs> integrity of his house... Houses have been compromised by me. <laughs> he's just like, I have this gate. I have this wall. Keeps He's throwing acid on the wall to get in now. He's just swinging to nuts, you know? Anyway, I got mail for you guys. You can write in via PS Trophy Room, or you could go to the Bad Bit Discord as long as you don't spam bot us. And you can ask us a question. And with that, we only have one question today. Sure. Because we use the rest. So... We were going to do the drop this week, but I skipped over it. Fiona writes in, and she asks, if a AAA studio came to you and said, we will make your dream game no matter how outrageous it is, what would this game be, and how would it play? We talked about this a little bit uh, a few months back, actually, mm-hmm. and my thoughts have changed, and that's why this question remains. Kyle, what is yeah. your dream game? What does it look like? How does it play? So much like you, my dream game has kind of changed. Um, and it's funny that this question came in today, Fiona, because I just thought of a game that I would love to play like a couple days ago. And I've been thinking about how it would be possible. Okay. Um, I recently started playing D&D. Ooh. And, and I love it. I love playing it. But the my one issue is I'm a visual person right. so like podcasts i usually watch on youtube i i, I prefer to see my information and, and, and to experience my stories visually mm-hmm. and when i play D, it's over a discord where we don't get to really see the the map or the characters and the enemies we're fighting whatever so i thought how dope would it be if there was a psvr game okay. and you could play up to eight players and every player is their own class their character um you have your sheet, your character sheet ready to go, and there's one player of that eight is the DM, the dungeon master, and they get to create their battle map in VR, and they can manipulate the VR setting, and every other player has a VR helmet, and you're in that world, and you are that character on the battlefield, and you look around, you're aware of your surroundings, and it's just like a more immersive way to play your D&D games. Yeah. So, like, you are actually in the world that yeah. you were playing and, and battling monsters and, and getting loot and stuff. I feel like that'd be really cool. I really, I think it's not, it's not that far fetched. I think it could be done. Okay. Um, so that's what I, that would be my dream game now as of 
today of this recording. Uh, that's that's awesome. Like a VR D and D game. Yeah, that's nuts. I got so I got two. I got two. Um, first off, you know uh, what game I love, and I always talk about it on every single podcast. Yeah, Fortnite. False. Okay, which other one? Bloodborne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love a good Warcraft. It's one of my favorite series uh, of all time. I love fantasy. I love fantasy. So take fantasy, like elves and shit. <laughs> Great description. Elves and shit, yep. And then you give uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. Remember that Tom Cruise movie? I do. Okay. Picture a fantasy world. We got orcs, elves and shit, humans. In a world that is semi-futuristic, meaning you got mech-ish suits, you got exosuits, mm. okay? I still love the idea of exploring PTSD, and so I would love it as you're a detective, first off, she's a female. She's a lady, because badass females are awesome. So with that, you're a half-human, half-elf, right, in this fantasy world, kind of steampunk-ish, and you are suffering from let's just say a great event has happened a great war let's just call it the great war because as all fantasies games do Mm -hmm. you're suffering with traumatic events that has happened in your tours of duty as you're trying to solve a case because you're also a detective so you're trying to solve this murder you're also having ptsd flashbacks and somehow they're all linking together and that's how my first game be third person Kind of Batman-esque in terms of detective mystery solving. But let's just say, like, you're going down a hallway, and it gives you that Max Payne-esque cutoff, right? Remember Max Payne where it cuts you off, and you're, like, reliving the events of, of, like, your your child's murder and your wife's Mm -hmm. murder? You're Mm -hmm. going down the hall, and you're going through the events of whatever traumatic incident, and you're finding out about this character and what she's going through with her PTSD and how that makes her, like, let's just say, whatever. I'm not using the best words, not like my present racist, whatever. Um, that's what's making you the better detective. It's like that curse that you have to wear type of deal. Yeah, right? that's really cool. Yeah, so like you're suffering through PTSD, but at the same exact time, you can't live without the rush. Wow. So that's why she puts herself in harm's way. She's not a good person. She's more of a neutral person, but just somehow does the right thing. So it's like you're leaning good, but you really don't care because you're in it for the rush. You're not really in it for the right reasons. And you're reliving why that is the case. Is it like like an action game? It is an action game. So third person with detective-like elements, ban. So kind of of like a third-person action game with... What I'm imagining, uh, Detroit Become Human, Connor, detective type stuff. Yes, and at the same exact time, picture it as your standard like third person, like Gears of War style, over the shoulder, cover base type stuff as well. Nice. Yeah, that would be, be my dope. first one. And then for more of a grounding thing of reality here, yeah, um, Majora's Mask is one of my favorite games of all time. Oh no, it's not a PlayStation game. What are we doing? Majora's Mask is one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of the first games that I beat. One of the first games I ever obsessed over for many of reasons. But one of those reasons is it talks about something really, really deep. And that is death. Whoa. Nobody wants to talk about this on a podcast. But I am. Because guess what? 
We're not like any other podcast out here. So Majora's Mask is awesome because it deals with the, the what is it, the five stages of death, right? It's grief, ex- denial, acceptance, whatever have you. Uh, I want to do that, but I want it to be loosely based off my grandpa because I love him. And he has an awesome story that was, he should, we always told him back in the day, he should have wrote a book. And what I would love to, to be, to have is a game, kind of picture something like, um, like Valiant Hearts or any like okay. Zoink game where it has that colorful, unique art style that mm-hmm. it looks like a pop-up book almost. And you're going through, uh, you're the main character. Let's just say it is whatever is my grandpa. You're on your deathbed. It's your final, it's your final days. And every chapter is you saying goodbye to someone. And you're reliving that memory. So it's more of an experience than a game, but you're talking about how much people mean to you mm-hmm. and how much they've impacted you in your journey. And so like you're saying goodbye to your grandkids. And so you're remembering the times you had with those kids and with them and what they meant to you. You're walking up to, you know, your son and and those moments you had, maybe that ugly fight that like, He's forgiven you and you've forgiven him mm-hmm. for. You talk to your daughter and you can't you tell her, oh God, I'm getting emotional. Tell her how much yeah. you know she means and how proud of you that whatever. Then you yeah. <laughs> you move over to, you know, the final level is like you talking to your wife. And then you talk about the first time you they met. And so like the first time is like the first level I have in my head is of him coming over. Like he's talking about his journey from Spain going to the Americas. Cause I, I've always wanted that story to be told of like this guy ran up a mountain daily while there was a firefight happening to sell bread. That's a story in itself. This guy survived a God, a, a goddamn uh, bomb drop. Right, like he, he survived the early versions of the Blitzkrieg. That's a story of itself. This guy traveled to France, pretended to be a coal miner so that he could get enough money in the coal mines to then go to Brazil and then travel whole South America and then come to America, run into his best friend that owns the restaurant. At the same time, when he says, Jose, you can have anything you want, he sees his wife, his future wife, because he doesn't know that yet. He just sees this hot chick. He's like, oh, goddamn. And then marries her. Like, I want that. I want that story to... Everything comes together. You 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 start as the young boy, and then you're coming to where he meets his wife, falls in love, and then everything in the middle just makes sense, and it's all connected. And then, like... Yeah, the end, yeah, you die. I, <laughs> Make your mask I, 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 I'm pretty sure I can speak for everyone, but I would... I totally want that game. Mickey Mouse never forgets. <laughs> you were you are making me on the verge of tears. Like that's a beautiful story. I would yeah. That's Mickey great. Mouse comes in. <laughs> Here's where I ruined it. Taught me that. And then the Kingdom Hearts song starts playing. Yeah, he's singing it. <laughs> when you walk away, eat lead, Grandpa. <laughs> oh jeez. Maybe we bring it. That back could be the. Chaos. That's the director's cut of the game. That's the director's cut. And it's straight up. It's straight up like Godfather 1 where he's in the highway. <laughs> I'm going to hell. But hey, listen, that was a good joke. Uh, yeah, no, that's how it would end, right? Like everything mm-hmm. makes sense in the middle of all this awesome stuff happening. 
And then, yeah, you go. And you find out that, like, <clears throat> pain. Let me give me pain so I can get through this. You find out loss is just love. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Whew. Well done. It's a good game, well right? Well done. Very good. Better game. than PTSD one by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ow, that one hurt. Hey, Kyle, let's do the drop before we go, okay? Sure. <clears throat> let's end not on a somber note. But with that, prepare the drop. These are games. These are games that come out each and every week on PlayStation. The latest, the greatest. And since there's so many games that come out to PlayStation's lineup each and every week, we got to boil it down to one game that interests us. And since I talked a lot this episode, Kyle? Oh. Your pick. I don't know how to pronounce this game. You tell me why Yik is a must have. <laughs> yeah, it's actually Y2K. Right, I keep on uh, a that. postmodern RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll read the blurb real yeah. quick. Um, in this surreal Japanese-style RPG set in the 90s, prepare to experience a conspiracy like no other. After witnessing a woman vanish from an elevator, college graduate Alex embarks on an, on an adventure to rescue her, which spirals into an epic quest with, with stakes higher than he could have ever imagined. Uh, I played this game at PAX last year. Um... I loved it. It's a throwback to the old school RPGs on SNES mm-hmm. and NES. Um, I, I just I, I want that old RPG type of game, and it's quirky. Like there's, if you're looking at the beautiful artwork on the drop of this game, there's like a panda. Um, the main character Alex kind of looks like our friend Mike. Um, he throw actually his weapon is throwing vinyl records, oh, and there's Mike, yeah. some guy who thinks he's a samurai, and it's it's quirky, it's gorgeous. I want to play it. It makes me miss all the old school RPGs um, from my days growing up. Mm. Yeah, I, I this is my pick. Although it's a tough week, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out this week. Uh, I got I got one pick for you. It's not Ace Combat, Luke. Calm down. Uh, it's <laughs> Animusha Warlords, and this one. Is a remake from a PlayStation 2 game, and this is also from the PlayStation. Really blog. good game. Capcom's riveting samurai adventure returns. This version includes the original game's intense swordplay and dramatic revenge story, plus Im- improved controls, widescreen display, a new soundtrack, and more. The experience experience this enhanced version of the best-selling action adventure classic. I saw Joe after work play it. We all love Joe after work here. Um, it looks awesome. It has, it, yeah. I believe it's made by the same engine that made Resident Evil 2. So it has that still that weird camera. So it's still very much in the same age, I guess, mm-hmm. of style of games. But it looks awesome. Looks interesting. Looks dope. And you never played them on PS2, right? Never played it on PS2. Oh, you're going like to love it. It's the first time i of it. You're going to love it. I love the Onimusha games. Right, I better, Kyle. Uh, also, really quick, mm. a shout out, Telltale's back, or Walking Dead's back. That's right. That's actually what three. I thought you were going to pick, the third episode. No, I haven't played the first two episodes. Mm. I'm one of those people wait until they all come out. Wait till they all... But, Is that how they always but, should come out, just like all at once? That's what I want. Yeah, I'm done with... Uh, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. They kind of like leak them out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that the game's getting finished, and the new episode's out, and yeah. yeah. All right, well, gang, listen, I got some editing to do in this video. <laughs> so with that all said i say leave it all in kyle i can't i can't that pc noise it made me so mad i know it did i don't know what's going on i don't know listen i don't know windows so i pop this on sometimes it works like listen someone someone who's good at computers help me out here i'm just an old man who sounds like an old lady 
But uh, I need help. I never use a Windows machine, so it's just making all sorts of beeps and boops. But it's on the Chrome, and it's keeping on telling me when the Twitters, the Twitters are happening. Oh, Facebook, your mom poked you. Like, mom, stop poking me, all right? I'm a grown man. So if anybody could help me turn off notifications on Windows, that'd be great, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I don't, I don't even know. How do I know how to put up a podcast? But I don't know I not to, do that. What's that? And not do that? Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of weird. That's how you know I have not touched a PC. Like That's crazy. I only use Mac, but Mac doesn't want to work with anything. Because it's Mac. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I bet someone some tech guy just like grunged. He's like, uh <laughs> what are you? Like my mom, my fifty six year old mother? <laughs> I'm not that bad. I just never touch PCs. Because I'm not a dork. So with, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Okay, calm down. I love PC games. I love Minesweeper. <laughs> Kyle, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Anything you'd like to promote uh, no. before we go? Uh, I mean, other than myself, Ninja 73 on Twitter, PSN, uh, same thing. Uh, my show about the kind of funny community called uh, Best Friends Talk Funny. Um, podcast services everywhere. New episode next week, early in the week. Um, did an episode with Joe. That was my last episode that went up. Go listen to it. And you can find that show on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny. And yeah, if you're in the if you're in the New York area on Saturday night, we're gonna be uh, hanging out at a place called West Third Common. So come on out, mm-hmm. hang out. We'll be playing some Smash Brothers, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a game yeah. that like Nintendo blatantly copied Sony for. Yeah, it is an All Star Battle Royale. God, uh, come on, Nintendo, you know. so sad, so pathetic. Come on, get over it. Honestly, God, I saw like the dumbest fight on Twitter, and I just wanted to shoot myself in the head because I just I saw this Don't one do doofus go. All Sony exclusives are uh, are just cinematic cutscenes, and it, only players with true skill play on Xbox. And I was just like, "Stop being an idiot!" And they're like PlayStation people go, "The Xbox has no games." I'm like, "Yeah, they do. Just they're not your taste. So just get over it." Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're playing on your system because <sighs> you enjoy it. I think that's. Be better to be each better other, to gamers. Each other. Come on now. So with that, let's give a send-off. Let's be better to one another. Let's pick a studio that we would like to shout out. Let's do Skybound Games, shall we? Absolutely. Go to Skybound Games. Go to Still Not Bitten. Go tweet at them. Give them your love. Give them their support. Tell them how much the Walking Dead series means to you, to them, because it does matter tell them how much you love clementine do it it's amazing it makes their day just like when you guys show me tweets uh, of you guys working out or you guys tweeting me your bloodborne progress and all that stuff makes my day makes my existence fulfills me you don't understand how much that means just a little bit of support helps with that go to skybound games tell them how awesome they are and with that hunters here's another thing you could do for me all right like us five stars on on the itunes Follow us on everywhere you can, like Spotify. The last four episodes have been phenomenal. They've been nothing but going up and up and up. It's kind of freaking me out. So thank you all (laughs) so much for your support. It means the world. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation or whatever. I don't care as long as you game and treat people nice. Or else. (laughs) 